Hello and welcome to the Body Acceptance Podcast. This podcast is for women who struggle to love and sometimes even like their bodies and who want to build a more loving relationship with themselves through experiencing more joy, pleasure, and confidence. Each week we'll cover topics ranging from body image, intuitive eating, self-love, and so much more. If you're ready to learn practical tips and tools for loving the skin you're in, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Body Acceptance Podcast. I am not sure why, but I got nervous to start recording today. Um, That rarely, if ever, happens anymore, especially, I mean, it's not like I haven't been doing this for two plus years now. I've actually been wondering lately, um, I'm not really someone who's good at tracking like my stats and numbers and stuff. I'm more about like, um, what is it? Okay, so count or numbers is quantitative. I'm more of like a qualitative driven person. So I'm more interested in like the impact or how I feel from doing something. I don't really care like what the numbers are. And if I do see numbers, I can get hung up on them. So I say all that to say that I saw something um I forget where, oh, I was doing, I was signing up for like a platform where you can find podcast guests and where you can like pitch yourself to other podcasts. And I saw that I started this podcast in, I think it was like 2019. Um, and I, I was like, oh, I've been wondering when I actually started. Cause I know how many episodes I'm in. Obviously we're at, this is episode 118. So obviously I've been doing it for a while. I just didn't know how long. And I don't know exactly when in 2019 I started it, but it feels like I've been doing this forever, honestly, for way longer than that. And it's just crazy to think because I started my, I I went to school for health coaching back in 2016. So that's when I actually started my um, coaching career and really started my business, but I haven't started, I didn't really dive into the body acceptance part until just this last year, like really anchor into it. So sometimes I think I need to be easier on myself and remember the journey that I've been in. Um, maybe you need, maybe you have something in your life where you need to do the same. I know it's something that I can get hung up on often is like feeling that I should be farther along than I actually am. And I think that's part of why I don't like to look at numbers because it's really not about what the number says. I think we look to numbers to, you know, help us perceive value and things like that. But for me, the success comes in how I feel and how I'm connecting with others and and things like that. So... If you are thinking about your success in the way of, you know, what is, what does your life look like compared to others or how much money are you making? Or I think the question you really should be asking yourself is, am I happy? Am I fulfilled? Am I enjoying my days? Am I experiencing pleasure in my daily life? You know, sometimes we seek out food because we're not experiencing pleasure in other areas of our life. And I know that's definitely the case for me sometimes. Anyway, I did not expect to start this episode with that tangent, but you're welcome. 
What we're actually going to talk about this week is I'm going to walk you through my process of how I coach myself. And this is how these are techniques that I use to coach myself through the common setbacks and barriers that I face or even just the day to day stuff. There are some times where I'm feeling good, but I want to feel better. Or there are times where I'm not feeling so great and I want to work through that and just figure out what's going on so that I don't go into a negative spiral or fall into a depression. Um, So I have been kind of feeling off for the past few weeks and I've noticed that I've been coaching myself through things a lot more than I usually do. So I thought it would be fun to take you along for the ride. Um, And in case you don't know, which I already said at the beginning of this episode, but I am a certified integrative health coach. Um, I started out into the coaching industry, what, like five years ago, because I've always known that, like, I've always kind of been the natural coach in my friend groups. But when I found out that it's actually a profession now, I had to go for it. And, um, and I'm really glad it's a profession because it's much needed. Not only am I a coach, I don't anymore really identify with the term health coach just because I believe I focus on different things than a standard health coach might. Um, and I I forgot what else I was going to say about it. Oh, I'm, I guess I consider myself a body acceptance coach. I made my own little lane there. Um, and then, so not only am I a coach personally, and has that changed my life in the way that I'm able to, I guess, live, but I've also personally had multiple coaches throughout the years. So I'm not just telling you that, you know, a coach is a good thing to have because I want to sell you something is something that's really been transformational because in the past I wanted to make changes and with like habits and just like, I I would say my biggest thing, the biggest thing that was hard for me to change was what I thought or perceived to be laziness, where it was like, I told myself I would do all these things, but when it came down to it, all I really wanted to do was lay on the couch and do nothing. And that I think was what propelled me into looking for podcasts is that I was on summer break from studying at UNLV and I had all the intentions of actually doing something with my summer, but all I did was lay on the couch and I was like, okay, this is enough. Why am I still not getting this? And so the power of coaching has helped me learn how to to work with my mindset and to implement helpful tools into my lifestyle that actually help me follow through with the things that I say I'm going to do. And then the mindset portion is me really understanding the magnitude of following through with the things that I say I'm going to do, especially when it comes to the promises that I make with myself to myself. Um, so coaching is still a fairly new industry and, uh, and I think some people still get confused on what the point of it is and how are you supposed to know what a good coach looks like. And so just like when it comes to sports, a coach is someone who guides you through the process of improving or becoming 
I guess reaching your best potential if that's as an athlete, but this is more so in life or whatever, whatever category of life you're working on. So a coach isn't somebody that you look up to as your mentor or your guru. They're not the end all be all expert. They're not somebody who tells you how to live your life. What their design, what, what the coaching industry is designed is for is to help you become the expert of your own life. And that way you can learn to work through the, the plethora of challenges that you're going to face. And I know there are a lot of industries, this just made me think of like industries like the weight loss industry or industries that kind of, that make you reliable on their support and guidance versus teaching you how to, again, be your own expert. So I, again, being someone who's more interested in the impact, I don't really care if you come back and purchase from me over and over again. Of course, I want to make sure that I have products that can help you or I create products that help you. But if, if you feel that you're able to, you know, guide yourself through body acceptance after we've worked together in a one-on-one setting or even just closely together, you've gone through all of my resources. If you're able to then navigate body acceptance on your own, I'll feel like I've done a good job because I've taught you how to guide yourself through the process, how to be an expert on yourself and given you all the tools that you need. And so that's what coaching is really meant for, is is to empower you to know that you already have the answers within you. You're a lot smarter and wiser than you give yourself credit for. And now it's just time for you to learn how to do that. So a good coach is a coach that makes it about you and does not sit there and make it about themselves and tell you about their life stories and what... Of course, stories, you know, are helpful and powerful and impactful, but not in a way of comparing to say, well, I did this. You should be able to do this. It's not a a coach is not a motivational speaker, contrary to popular belief. I've noticed that a lot of motivational speakers have this almost like chip on their shoulder. And I'm not saying every motivational speaker, but they have this chip on their shoulder and I've had this before too where it's like well I did it this way and um, I made it happen so you can make it happen and that's supposed to be motivational I don't really find that motivational anymore (laughs) Um, anyway a good coach is one that stays neutral in conversation and throughout the guidance not someone who places their personal morals or beliefs into the session and instead of telling you what you should do your coach is meant to guide you into figuring out what will work best for you again you already have the answers within yourself we just help pull them out of you and so a coach should be one that's curious and asks powerful guiding questions. So as a coach, I do offer information, of course, through my podcast, through my blog, through the resources I create, uh, especially when you're specialized in niche down. So being a body acceptance coach, like many people don't know much about body acceptance and what it's all about. So that's where the information is helpful. Uh, I also offer insight 
um, help you think of things that maybe you hadn't before, uh, techniques, different ways, such as I would say, um, techniques and tools, maybe the same thing, but like meditation, uh, routines and things like that, uh, morning routine. Uh, so as a coach, we offer those things, but what you do with those things as a client is really up to you. So it's not up to me to like push you and force you to use something if it doesn't resonate. It's really just like a way of offering up a platter of things and to say like, you know, what, what, what do you want from this platter? What do you want from this buffet? And so what I think is really cool is that there are coaches for all sorts of areas. So if you're just looking for a specific thing, it's easy to find help in that area. Almost any area, financial coaches, obviously like body image coaches, uh, relationship coaches, sex coaches. And the powerful thing about having a coach is having that accountability and having someone who is an objective party outside of you who can see things in a way that you may not be able to see which will help you reframe thoughts and allows them to point out things that maybe you didn't notice and you can get more clarity on a situation you know in our minds we kind of live in this like tunnel vision bubble we see the world as we are and so someone outside of you that has been given permission to really point out things or to notice things that you may not have noticed is really powerful. And even, like I said, just the accountability component, if I know that someone's going to ask me whether or not I did, I did something, I am all about like reputation and sticking to my word. And so I'm definitely like on top of it. So I do believe that we all need coaches. And at the same time, I believe that we should learn to coach ourselves because you can't have somebody with you 24 seven and that would be really expensive. Uh, and also, um, I don't know. I just think it's necessary to, to again, have the tools and know how to guide yourself through things. I think, once you get used to the coaching process, maybe it takes you starting out with a coach and working with a coach for a while. And then once you really feel comfortable with the process, then it becomes more second nature for you to coach yourself. And then you can hire a coach if, say, you get stuck in a certain area or you just can't figure it out on your own. But overall, most things you will be able to guide yourself through. And that's why I want to walk you through the process of how I personally coach myself through my own challenges. And then I'll give you tips along the way on how you can do the same for yourself. So really, there are three tools that I am going to share with you that I use often to coach myself. And it's a lot more simple than you think it is. So uh, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, it's okay. So before we dive into the specifics of the episode, I want to remind you that my body acceptance book is available for purchase on Amazon Kindle. It is out in the world, no longer pre-order. It is fully published. And so many women believe that in order to feel worthy, confident, and healthy, they need to have a perfect body. And you may think you need to lose weight before you can fully embrace who you are. 
feel comfortable in your skin and enjoy life on your terms. But body acceptance offers a non-diet, self-compassion driven approach to improving your body image, your confidence, and your health. So you don't have to like how you look, but you can still treat your body with love and respect and focus on the things that make you feel best. The body acceptance will show you how to do exactly that. So to purchase, visit amazon.com and type in body acceptance by Lauren Kendrick, or you can go to thebodyacceptance.com and click on the book tab. And of course, I will have the link for you in the show notes as always. So this book is currently only available in ebook format. I'm working on getting it in print, but remember that you don't have to have a Kindle to read it. All you have to do is download the Kindle app. I use the Kindle app on my iMac and on my phone, and I don't. I do have a physical Kindle, I just never use it, and I think it's outdated anyway. So yes, get that book. Let me know what you think about it. You can come chat with me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. Getting some really good feedback so far. People are telling me it's an easy read, which was my goal. It's only an hour and a half from start to finish, obviously, depending on your uh, rate as a reader, but there's a lot of insights along the way. So I have a friend that said she loves how easy it is to read and that she's been still going through it really slowly because she wants to actually stop and journal and, and integrate all the things that she's learning. So great reviews so far. So check it out and let me know what you think. All right, so let's dive into what's been going on and what I've been coaching myself through recently. So as I said before, you might hire a coach because you want to change something or improve something that maybe you feel like you haven't been able to do on your own, or maybe there's a habit that you've been working on, but it's hard to stay consistent. Maybe you've been beating yourself up a lot lately and you want someone to show you how you can be more self-compassionate. So I'm going to be vulnerable and share that I've been going through kind of a mixture of all of that, and I'll share the specifics of what exactly I'm going through. So there have been a few things I'm working on improving, and the first one is my mindfulness when it comes to eating. So breathing throughout the process, actually sitting down distraction-free, chewing, paying attention to the flavors, noticing my fullness, honoring my hunger and fullness. So all of that, all of those tools that I actually learned in the intuitive eating book, if you haven't read that. So that's one thing I have been working on building a consistent routine and sticking to it. I know my routine is like everything for me. And then I'm also working on stepping into my role as a CEO and business owner and building my income and just really embodying that um, and trusting the process and how slowly it moves. And I'm working on becoming a better friend, being more present for my friends, really listening and caring about what's going on in their lives, being really thoughtful, just being the kind of friend that I want to have. And so here are some of the areas where I've been beating myself up. I feel like I'm not doing enough. Um, 
And especially because, you know, if we think about like, sometimes my friends will make comments about like how I don't work um, or like, oh, well, I have to get up really early and go to the office. I think people assume that because I work from home for myself that half the day I'm not doing anything. Um, and, but I do have like a full routine from like the start to the end of the day, which it, it doesn't matter. But what, what's happening is that I, even through all that, I feel like I'm not doing enough because I'm not someone who is in that nine to five. So, because I can't say, well, I wake up at five and I go to work and I mean, I've definitely been there and, but even when I was there, I still felt like I wasn't doing enough. And, um, so that's something that's been, I'm struggling with. I've also noticed myself falling back into the perfectionist mindset because I have, I had high expectations for myself with our move to Japan and me working on the body acceptance brand full time. And, you know, even the investment of my iMac when we got here, Jason helped me, you know, fund that. And I felt like, oh, I have to prove him right or not prove him right. Um, I have to make him proud. And, and so, uh, I don't know. I just thought that, I don't know if you've ever had a like major move or anything like that, but I assumed that when we moved to Japan, I would be a new person and the, finally be the person that I wanted to be, which is funny even saying that because I know better that that just doesn't magically happen. Just like when I talk about weight loss, you know, you lose weight and it's not like you're a different person. You still have the same mindset. You're still, I brought myself with me to Japan. It's not like I left myself behind in the States. And so I expected all these things from myself right away. And, and that's not always happening. Uh, I have also something that feels really vulnerable to share. I don't share, I guess, a lot about my own food and body image struggles really candidly, like the way I would talk to my husband about it, but I struggle to, I'm like blaming the size of my body on my habits with food. Uh, I want to blame myself for the, um, the health issues that I'm having. And sometimes it's perpetuated. I think part of the reason that I don't share about it is because when I share about it, publicly instead of getting like usually like empathy or like oh my gosh I can relate and wow that really sucks I get people into my dms that are like well I have something that can fix it which further perpetuates the idea that it's something that I've done wrong and if I just do take these right steps then it'll fix it I have already gone down the rabbit hole of trying to fix myself I have tried, as you know, if you've been a listener of this podcast for a while, I've tried every diet under the sun, even non-diet approaches. I've worked with holistic health coaches on balancing my hormones and I, and, and nothing has seemed to work. And when it doesn't work, I just keep being told just like with dieting, like, oh, you just have to find the right thing. You just have to find the right plan. And where I get stuck is in feeling like I'm constantly having to fix, 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 and that it's me doing something wrong. And so that's why I don't really like to talk about it with a lot of people. I think people genuinely want to help and feel like they are being helpful, but 
if you if you don't really know someone's life and what they've done, people will come in, people want to get into fix it mode before actually asking, well, what have you tried? What have you done? Or are you even looking for help in the first place? Or is this something that you're just kind of a journey that you're on with yourself and you just want to share so that maybe you feel less alone or, you know, you want to people to know that you're not this like perfect machine where you just feel great about yourself all the time. I mainly share for that reason for my, for you guys to know and for the people around me to know that like whatever they're going through is normal and it's common and they're not alone in that. I'm not sharing for a fix. That was a quick tangent. I needed to go on. Um, I'm also beating myself up for not being perfect in my friendships. And sometimes I feel like wrong or embarrassed when I show the ugly parts of myself to them or the maybe parts I'm not as proud of. And obviously that is subjective, like what those parts are. I don't know. I think for me, it's like I can get into really like goofy mode and instead of actually like, I don't know, grounding and having convert deep conversations or whatever it can be really I can get really goofy and sarcastic to the point where I I'm sure it starts to get annoying and then I'm embarrassed like oh my gosh I was probably so annoying today so <laughs> so these are the things that are going on for me and why I think I've just been needing to coach myself a lot because I do feel that I am going through a transformation after moving over here to Japan I do feel that I'm stepping into a next level of myself and what I mean by that is a more like I'm becoming an even more embodied version of myself so it's not that I'm becoming this different person it's that I'm stepping more and more into who I really am and what I'm here to create as I'm alive in this world so as you can probably see or notice based on what I've shared I have a quite I have quite a few things that I'm juggling in the moment or working through. And so how do I balance it all? I don't, I don't balance it all. (laughs) I work through everything as it comes up. And some days one issue might feel more important than the other. And that's what I focus on. So I work through things just one at a time or as I am able to, and just Through the process, I continue to remind myself every day that I'm doing the very best that I can, and that is enough. I don't fully believe that every day, as you know, because I constantly feel like I'm not doing enough, but I know consciously that I am doing enough. And one of the four agreements, if you've read that book, it's one of my favorites. One of the four agreements is that you always do your personal best. And you recognize that your personal best is different every single day. And only you know what your personal best is. So if you lay in bed at night and you think like, you know, I really failed or I really sucked at that, but did I do my best? Yes, I can sleep peacefully. But then there are those days where I'm like, I really could have done better. I was just for whatever reason, you know, I just didn't do the best job that I could. And that's something that I have to reckon with myself at the end of the day. 
which is why I try and really do my best so that I don't have to live with that guilt of knowing that maybe I wasted a day or an opportunity. So I, uh, uh, along with this, I have learned when it comes to goal setting and habit building that the key is to focus on one thing or one area that impacts all the rest of the areas if there is one. And so for me, I know that the one thing that influences everything else in my life from how I feel on a daily basis, my energy levels, my habits, what I eat, how I exercise, all of that is influenced by my routine. This is why I think routines are so important. And I've learned that when I stick to a consistent routine, it helps me stay present with myself. I pay attention and then everything else just kind of seems to fall into place from there. And an example of the importance of my routine is writing my body acceptance book. I didn't focus every single day on when I'm going to finish or publish the book. I have started many a manuscript in my life and what always stopped me was thinking about the process and how arduous it was and how long it was going to take to actually get my book out into the world. So I was looking at the end result instead of looking at the process. And so the process for writing the book became waking up every day and just writing 500 words, doing something that felt doable and actionable and manageable. And then eventually within a few months, actually the book was all written and ready to go. And then the next step for that was figuring out, you know, how do I publish this? And that kind of just the, the steps present themselves and you just follow them. I just think we focus so much on the end result when we really should be laser focused on the process. So getting into the three coaching techniques that I use, there's one habit in my daily routine that's a key driver. And it's a technique that allows me to coach myself every single day in a way that feels simply totally doable, doesn't require me to sit down and write anything or really even get super deep. All I do is I sit down on the floor. I prefer to sit on the floor because it helps me feel more grounded, but you can sit anywhere where you feel comfortable. And then I just set a timer for 10 minutes. I start talking out loud to myself. So almost as if I'm like a coach or a therapist or a friend checking in with me. I just close my eyes and I say, how are we doing today? Like what's going on for you? And then whatever needs to come up, comes up. And so I start to have a conversation with myself out loud. And so saying the things out loud help me release and then get clarity on how I'm feeling and what steps, if any steps that I need to take from there. So sometimes the steps or the actionables will look like setting a boundary with myself. I've had to do this actually a lot in the last few weeks because I've noticed myself kind of getting off track and um, just numbing a lot using TV and alcohol and things like that. And I don't, again, I try to catch myself before I ever go on to into like a long negative spiral. So so sometimes, yeah, I set a boundary with myself. Last week, my boundaries were that I wasn't going to have any friend dates or drink any alcohol. And keep in mind, when I set these boundaries, I have a strong why for the choices that I make 
for the, yeah, for the choices that I make. It's not just about control or what I think I should do. So for me, like the no friend dates was because I've been feeling really just down and drained and I think uh, hormonally out of balance. And so I need some alone time to really, this is just the time for me. I know I thrive the most when I spend this time in, um, I can't think of the word, in reflection, I guess you could say, and creation mode. Alcohol, because that can quickly become a coping mechanism for me or a numbing thing that I do to try and feel better. So like, for example, if I'm not feeling social or wanting to go on friend dates, I'll often use alcohol to just try and make me feel okay with it. So that, and I just felt like I was drinking more than I wanted to. And then this current week, my boundary was no TV throughout the week because I've been getting really caught up in reality TV, which is fine. But what I've realized is that I haven't been using it for like pure enjoyment or entertainment. I've been using it to numb out and not face the difficult feelings that I'm having or to not really get in tune with myself. So I'm taking a break from TV to not only encourage me to be more and more present and intentional about what I do with my time, but to also get me in the habit of doing the things I really want to do that I really enjoy. Things like watching the sunset, going to the driving range, reading, shooting hoops by myself, roller skating and things like that. I think it's just much easier for me to choose to watch TV because it doesn't require any effort, even though it feels a lot more rewarding to do those other things. So another another one of those, you know, hacks that I've learned about habit building is to remove the source, the barrier, and the barrier for me has been TV. So remove that. Uh, And so after I'm done checking in with myself and setting my intentions for the day, I take the rest of the 10 minutes to just breathe and practice being still. It's just a 10 minute practice and it helps set me up for a successful, productive day where I feel like I'm running the day versus the day is running me or the day just like slipped away and I'm like, where did all the time go? So a daily check-in is probably the number one thing I would recommend for you to start and if you if you want to get started in coaching yourself and even just being more productive and intentional about how you spend your time. If you want to do this practice and there are other people around and you feel embarrassed, you can always whisper to yourself or you can like hide in the bathroom or something. Get creative with that one. So once you get into the habit of doing check-ins and you're better at building a consistent routine if you don't already have one, you can add more coaching components into that routine. So for example, a journaling practice. Journaling is a tool that I use in the afternoons. So I do the check-in in the mornings and then I journal in the afternoons to assess how my day went or to release anything from that day, especially if something frustrated me. And I like to start my journaling practice by writing three gratitudes. So I like to, I've learned it's, it's helpful to get specific with the gratitudes and actually share things that have happened within the past day or two that made me feel happy or grateful. 
it helps to it helps me i've noticed too to be grateful for things that i can easily take for granted and don't always take the time to acknowledge such as i have the ability to do what i love or my partner is very thoughtful or i love that my best friend takes the time to really listen and be present for me so the daily check-ins and journaling practices are two simple things that you can build into your routine. That way you can stay on top of how you're feeling each day. I find that to be super helpful, especially because I'm able to catch myself when I'm going down a negative spiral and then I course correct before I get too far gone. I used to allow my spirals to go on for weeks at a time when now it's like maybe a day or two at most. So in other words, I have more good days than bad days when it used to be the other way around. So the last thing I want to share and the final way that I coach myself is a technique slash tool that I use when I need extra support. So this is usually when I'm feeling really anxious about something or I find myself stuck in a negative thought loop. It's also been a really helpful tool when it comes to my bad body image days. So I just take out a journal or a few pieces of paper and a pen. I like to try and go somewhere where I can be alone and focus, maybe turn on some relaxing instrumental music, light a candle, and just set the space, give myself the time and space to work through it. Although I have used this tool at work before, like not just my home office, but in a physical office that I used to work at when I couldn't step away and I just wrote on a pad of paper next on my desk and that was helpful too but ideally you want to create the space for it I so what I do is I imagine that I'm having a conversation with my higher self on this piece of paper so my higher self is the version of me that is the most embodied confident and wise self that I was talking about earlier, the self that I'm working on fully stepping into. So this version of me knows what I need before I even know it. So how I start is I write exactly what it is that I'm going through in my own words. So it's just really simple. I I write what's going on and then I imagine what her response might be to what I'm saying. So for example, I'm gonna walk you through a potential scenario Just keep in mind that I'm sharing a very condensed, simple version. It usually takes me more time to actually get to a resolution, but this is almost like, you know, when you see perfectly scripted arguments on TV and you're like, how was that so well navigated? (laughs) Same thing with this. It's scripted, but in real life, it's obviously not as clean as this. So here's how I start. Me, I'm feeling really uncomfortable in my body right now. Higher self, why is that? Me, I'm not sure. I just feel really heavy and bloated and blah. Higher self, what do you think has contributed to you feeling that way? Me, well, I haven't really been listening to my body. I've been tuning out at meal times and eating things that I know don't feel good in my body. Higher self, why do you think that is? Me, because it's easy and convenient. Higher self, but does it really serve you? Me, no. Higher self, so what can you do instead? 
me. Pay attention to how I'm feeling now and remind myself that this is why it's so important for me to stay in tune with my body, even when it takes practice and patience. Higher self. So how will you make that happen? Me. Next time I sit down to eat, I'll take three deep breaths and tune into how I'm feeling. Throughout the meal, I'll check in with how it tastes, what my fullness level is, and use that information to help me decide what and how much to eat. Higher self. Sounds like a great plan. (laughs) So you can do this exercise to work through really anything that you're struggling with. The key here is to not overthink or to make judgments. You want to just get curious. So notice how, as I was speaking as my higher self, my higher self didn't really suggest what I should do. She wasn't giving me advice. She was simply prompting me to dig deeper because what she knows is that I already knew what I needed to do and she, her role was to help pull the answer out of me. So this process obviously takes practice, but eventually you'll be able to draw conclusions really quickly and effortlessly so that you can figure out what you need to do and then make it happen. All right, so those are the three tools that I use to coach myself through pretty much anything I'm dealing with. So there's the daily check-in exercise, the one I recommend that you implement now, the journaling practice, which takes a little bit more intention to implement, helps when you have a routine, And then the chat with your higher self, which can be used in especially emergency or urgent situations. So as I said, for now, I recommend starting with the daily check-in and then building the others in as needed. I also want to remind you that I am not perfect at checking in every single day with myself, but I've noticed that when I don't check in, that's when things quickly start to feel chaotic and time seems to slip away. And so for the check-in, because it is so simple and it, it's not, there aren't any physical tools required, I recommend doing it even on the weekends and especially on vacations. So just starting your weekend morning thinking about and talking out what would fill you up that weekend and help to restore your energy and prepare you for a successful week ahead. I especially like to use it for the weekends for that reason, because I'll just sit down and I'll think what sounds really good and pleasurable or fun and exciting this weekend. And I used it a few weeks ago to help me um, figure out what I wanted to do on a Friday afternoon And I was just like, oh, I really want to go see the sunset and have like a nice little date with Jason. So we followed through with it and it felt really good. And my soul just felt really filled up. So that's all I have for you today. Remember that you can purchase the Body Acceptance book by visiting the show notes or going to thebodyacceptance.com and clicking on the tab that says book. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or leave me a review on iTunes so we can share and spread the wealth and create a ripple effect. Because I do this podcast for free, doing so is a way of thanking me and giving back to our beautiful body acceptance community that we're building over here. That is all for now. I'll talk to you again soon and I hope you have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. Be sure you're subscribed wherever you listen so you don't miss when a new episode drops. 
If you love this podcast, I would so appreciate if you leave a review. The more positive reviews I have, the more this podcast can reach women like you who are in need of this message. Let's create a ripple effect and inspire more ladies to love themselves. And as always, feel free to share this episode with a friend or tag me on your Instagram stories at Lauren M. Kepler to let me know you're listening. Can't wait to chat with you again next week, but until then, remember that you're worthy and beautiful as you are right now.